Hey sis, welcome back for episode two of Black Woman Rising, and this one is going to be all about real friends. How many of us? So let's talk about the evolution of my feelings on friends and friendship. First of all, this will be a rhetorical question because I can't hear your response, but what do y'all consider a friend? I'll wait. I'm pretty selective now and actually thinking about it way back when in high school, I was pretty selective too. Most of the friends that I have now are from college and I consider the the handful of good friends I have some of my best friends. But when I was in high school, in my teenage years, the formative years, <laughs> I was pretty black and white on friendship. Either you were my friend or you weren't. And I found it really hard to understand how people could be like kind of friends or just like hanging out buddies smoke buddies I just I could not wrap my brain around it and I'll never forget I was in high school and on I'll say a family vacation and my older cousin Amber shout out to her was listening to a conversation I had with a friend or so I thought at the time and a third person don't ask me who I I don't remember And I remember her saying to me, Livy, that's not your friend. (laughs) So she said, Livy, that's not your friend. And I kind of looked at her like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's my friend. And she picked up on quite a few things that I just couldn't pick up on at the time and knew that that wasn't someone who I should be close friends with. So she said, this is a friend that you hang out with that you can chill with and have a good time with go to a party with this isn't a friend that you tell your deepest darkest secrets to or this isn't a friend that you want to seriously confide in and that you would trust and me being naive me I said well either she's my friend or she's not so (laughs) it is what it is And I continued to be friends with her. And then not even six or seven months later, we weren't friends anymore. (laughs) And that's simply because I had this, this mindset of you're my friend or you're not. And when I realized that she wasn't the friend to me that I needed her to be, it was pretty simple. uh, uh, No, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) And at that age, I was always pretty quick to cut people off. It was really not a big deal to me. I just knew there was no reason to keep people around that didn't have my back or my best interest at heart. It just didn't make any sense to me. I just did all of this talking and realized I did not define what a real friend is to me or even a friend period. So let's take a step back And to me, a friend is someone, and this is, I'm talking a close friend or an intimate friend, which I'll get a little bit more into later, 
But to me, someone who is a real, true friend is there for you to celebrate with you and celebrate you in your wins and in your high high points and high moments in life, but also somebody who's there to help you pick up the pieces of your life when you feel like it has fallen apart and you don't know what goes where anymore. It's somebody you can laugh with, somebody you can cry with, and someone who won't judge you and who truly just wants the best for you and whom you want the best for as well. And people like that who are not self-serving, who have no ulterior motives, who won't really expect anything but that mutual respect and that symbiotic relationship in return, those are really hard to find. And when you find them, you have to do the work to cultivate and nurture and feed that relationship because it's it's a two-way street and I will admit it only gets harder as you get older and as I mean life starts happening as life starts getting crazier and crazier you need to ground yourself and take care of those friendships because those are the friends that'll help get you by. Okay, so now I'm older, I've had a little bit more life experience, and I've pretty much realized that people ain't shit. So I decided that there was going to be a period of time where I just wasn't letting new people into the circle. I was either in college or freshly out of college. This was circa 2017, so I might have been out of college. Maybe it was 2016. Maybe it was even 2015. That's that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> I was not letting any people into the circle. It was no new friends year. That was my theme for the year. That way I could focus on the relationships with them and the ones that I had and making sure that those were strong. And it was just a trial period with any new people that I met. It was pretty much I was taking applications and I would reconsider in the following year. <laughs> so it was an interesting year. I, I did meet new people and got to know some other people pretty well who I was just acquaintances with or just maybe casual friends with, let's say. And... Now, I actually consider a couple of those people that I met some some pretty good friends. But I'll be the first to admit, it was and is hard to make and keep those friendships. So one of the things I'm actively working on this upcoming year is how I maintain friendships. Because I know I can personally tend to be a little bit selfish or be very introverted and reclusive and just how I am. It's how I've always been. It's probably my only child syndrome, but I'm really working hard in 2021 going forward to be there for my friends the way that I would like them to continue to be there for me. And I know that that's going to take a lot of work 
but I'm willing to do the work because if you knew the people that I knew, you would know how worth it they are. So before I continue, I definitely want to apologize to the many people that I have cut off and or ghosted. I know that in a lot of cases, some people are only in your life for a season or a half a season or maybe like the first quarter, <laughs> but I just want to apologize because I know that I can be very harsh and I have been very harsh in the past and very closed off and not concerned with other people's feelings. So if I've ghosted you, if I've just been a bitch, I'm really sorry and I'm hoping that you can forgive me and we can all move on and do better. Hey fam, this podcast was launched using Anchor. I actually heard about it on YouTube since it was recommended for podcast beginners. Here are the top features for me, the beginner. It's free to use, meaning there are no hidden fees. They'll distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Overcast for you. It's an all-in-one service so you can record, edit, and post from your desktop or phone in addition to having guests from your desktop or phone. Plus, you can earn money with absolutely no minimum listenership. That means you can get started earning money with one listener. If you were ever thinking of starting a podcast, now's the time. Don't believe me? Check out the free Anchor app or head to anchor.fm to get started. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the different levels of friendships and what they are and how we can start to categorize our friends or the people we know so that way we're not investing all of this time and energy into acquaintance level friends thinking that they're intimate friends and really they just need to stay acquaintances. So... According to Psychology Today, researchers tend to quantify friendship and section it into three or four different categories or levels of friendship. These four are usually acquaintances, casual friends, close friends, or intimate friends. So the acquaintances, according to the site, are the people we see on a fairly regular basis that we sort of know will make small talk with them but we don't have any emotional attachment or any desire <laughs> to create an emotional attachment or a deeper connection with them. The casual friends are, let's say, the friends of friends when you're going and hanging out and maybe you'll go to a party or go out for drinks after work or something with your friends and some of their friends. They're people who you've kind of known or kind of gotten to know and you feel ready to call them a friend, but do you hang out with them outside of seeing your friend for drinks? Do you think to call them up and say, hey, let's grab a bite to eat, or hey, let's go see a movie? Oh, maybe not a movie, maybe not anything right now, but do you think to hang out with them outside of the normal setting in which you see them? And if the answer is no, 
they're probably a casual friend. Close friends, you know, you get to know them a little bit more. You call them at one in the morning when you're just feeling like complete crap because you just broke up with this guy that was a piece of shit anyway. And those are the people who will be there for you and will answer the phone. (laughs) But your intimate friends are the ones that you really let in that you don't just call at, what did I say, 1 or 2 a.m. because you broke up with that terrible guy that you're with. They're the ones you drive over there (laughs) at 5 a.m. and you sit down and you have a drink and you have a laugh about all of the stupid things that stupid guy did. And they're there for you, and they see you cry, and they give you a hug, and they let you know that it's going to be okay. Those are the people you consider your friendship soulmates. You'll call them your soul sister, or you'll say, that's my brother, that's my bro, and you'll mean it. They'll feel like your family. Ho-ho! But the article also mentions... Aristotle's three friendship types. And these were the ones that really piqued my interest. So the three types Aristotle defined are the friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and friendships of the good. So let's break down the utility piece. In modern day, we would probably call these friendships of convenience or You're my friend because you're literally right around the block. Would I be friends with you otherwise? I don't know. They're the people who we trust to watch our house, per this article, and know that in return they'll pick up our mail when we're gone for a week or two. Uh, Two might be pushing it. A couple days to a week. They're the people that we see every day on our commute. So, for example, when I was commuting, when the world was commuting, I always saw the same train conductor, and I would have a lovely morning conversation with her, and that would be it. We would be very friendly towards one another. We weren't friends anywhere else outside of that five minutes on the train when she asked me for my ticket and we would interact. The next set is friendships of pleasure. So those are those friends where we can just hang out and have a good time with them. That's the kind of friend that Amber was trying to tell me my friend at the time was, and I just wasn't having it. And I didn't believe that I could just have that. And now, in my mid to late 20s, I would say most of the people in my circle are those friendships of pleasure. They're the people who I enjoy hanging out with, shooting the shit in my backyard, or going out and having dinner and drinks and maybe going dancing afterwards. At least that's what we will be doing after all of this blows over. But they're the people who you feel the most happy with, and you just want to preserve that happiness. They're not the people you go to and vent. They're not the people you expect 
to vent to you. They're just the people you expect to be around and be with and have fun. Last but not least, we have our friendships of the good. And I know that sounds a little silly, the good, but bear with me. They're the friendships that are based on mutual respect, admiration, and appreciation for the qualities within each other. They're the ones you celebrate with, you may hit rock bottom with, but the friendship endures. And it endures because you're both, or the three of you, or the four of you, however many of you there are, because they're the ones that are putting in the work. They are nurturing the relationship. They are making sure that everyone is supported and everyone is contributing in the same way. And you'll see the person's strengths, you'll see their weaknesses, but what happens in between isn't judgment and it's not putting one another down. It's uplifting whenever possible. And there's a special feeling that comes with the friendships of the good. Even if you don't talk to that person every single day, I personally think that the best friendships are ones where you don't talk every single day. They're ones where you can go months. Uh, Years may or may not be a stretch, but you can definitely go months without speaking and then just pick up like you never stopped and pick up like nothing ever happened with whatever conversation you were going on about or just whatever thoughts come to your mind and you're like, oh, I've got to tell this person. And that person won't find it weird. That person won't feel away or feel slighted. They'll just get it. And those are the friendships of the good. And those are the friendships that we should strive for with a select few people. We can have however many friendships of pleasure and friendships of utility we want, but the handful of friendships of the good are what we really want. So I guess the moral of this episode is... Even if you're a little bit stubborn like me, understand that in the same way that people can be multifaceted, friendships can be multifaceted. And you may have an acquaintance who becomes a casual friend or even later on a close friend, but you don't have to expect an all or nothing type of relationship from someone It doesn't have to be, oh, I just met you. I think you're great. Let's be friends. It can be a slow build. It can be an, I just met you. You're kind of cool. Let's see where this goes. We're casual friends. Let's see if we become close friends. And if we don't, that's fine too. Or let me see if I even want any more close friends or any more intimate friends because to be honest you may not have space for that right now. There's not a lot of space and time and you really need to be intentional about who you are investing your time into and what space you'd like to put people in or what box you would like people to check in your life. There was a brand new study mentioned at the end of this article 
which was written in 2019. So this study may be public now, but it was in review at the time of adults from their 30s to their 70s. And it was to figure out what the number of close friends a person needs to have in order to feel satisfied. And it came up that adults with four or five friends, and these are intimate friends, these are close to intimate friends, enjoy the highest levels of life satisfaction. And that those with three close friends aren't far behind. So it's important to keep in mind that it's great to have those close friends, those intimate friends, because they're the ones that will make your life that much better. If you have someone who you can enjoy life with, who you can crash with, who you can crash and burn with, (laughs) essentially, it's just going to make for a better life because you'll have someone with whom you can share memories and laughs, good times, bad times, and just know that someone has been there with you through it all. And if you have one best friend or two best friends, don't worry. You're, you'll get there. We're still young, or if you're not still young, you may, you may have those two or three already, and that's fine. But if you have four or five, mind blown, you're golden. I don't think it's fair to rush friendships, so I hope that you go out and be intentional about who your friends are. Are you with people that constantly hurt you or put you down or make you feel less than? Having those people as best friends may not positively impact your life or make you have the highest level of satisfaction, regardless of whether or not you have four or five of them. I think if you're intentional about picking these friends and making sure that everyone is getting something good out of the relationship and everyone is equally contributing, and there's this idea, it's a biblical idea, of people being equally yoked particularly in romantic relationships, but I think of it in friendships too. So if you are equally yoked and of similar mindsets and understanding of what your friends need and what you need from your friends, and you're able to communicate and get that from them, that's when you'll experience a higher quality of life or a higher level of life satisfaction. So let's not think quantity. Let's not think, oh, I need to find four or five people off the street that can just be my friends and make my life better. Let's think quality. So I would always and forever rather have one or two of those friendships of the good than five or six or rather four or five, of those friendships of utility or friendships of pleasure. Because in the end, those four or five sort of kind of friendships aren't what's going to make me feel my best. They're not what's going to take my life satisfaction to the next level. So hopefully you took something away from this and you've learned 
what an idiot you can be as a teenager or when you're young and naive. And I hope that if you are young and naive, you stop it. (laughs) And if you are getting older and wiser, like I think I am, I hope that you consider being more intentional in your relationships and relationship development because they're not all the same and you shouldn't put everyone into the same box because that's not going to work and you're only setting yourself up for failure and disappointment when you put those acquaintance level people in that intimate level box and vice versa when people should be intimate level that you just want to keep in a casual box. So this 2021, be open. Be open to getting to know people, but be cautious of who you let in. And with that, I'll leave you, and Happy New Year. Peace.